welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. I hate it when podcasters start off a podcast by apologizing, but I am going to apologize. I'm in my living room while my husband is getting coffee and you can probably hear the dryer going on. Unfortunately, my bulldog, Milo, has been sick all week. We did take him to the vet and he had an accident last night all over the bed. So that was fun coming home from a party and needing to clean up, um, needing to strip the bed, remake the bed, and this morning we're stuck sort of washing everything because we couldn't do all of it last night because I got home from this party that I went to around 11, 11.15, and I usually don't stay out that late, but it's fun. It's funny. So at this party, I don't want to say, I don't think I did IG story. I did do an IG story because I was just like bored chic with my outfit. Um, It's funny. I just want to sort of share a story of something that happened last night of like how not to approach journalists. Because I think that people are just so entitled Um, people are so, so, so entitled because they think they know me, that they're going to get featured on Forbes, or that I want to write about them, or that they can do awful things like pay me off, or, you know, asking me to do things that I've always, always, always had integrity in my writing, um... And I know not everyone does, but I do. That's how I choose to live my life. Um, And I'm also very particular about my content. It's funny. Now I've sort of, a lot of people will ask me like, oh, how can I get into Forbes? And, you know, publicists will pitch me things and they're super modern. And I just started to like put it out there because I'm getting hundreds of emails a day here. You know, I'm not going to cover anything ultra-modern. I don't like anything ultra-modern. Not to say I don't appreciate some modern architecture. I do. I mean, there's some beautiful modern stuff going on. But for the most part, I'm not going to write about it because I'm not really interested in it. It's just not my style. I want to look at things that are pleasing to my eye. Um, And that is not always. And that is a more of a contemporary or a traditional kind of look. Um... And that's the way I am. So this guy comes up to me at a party and he is really drunk. And I had spoken to him about potentially being in Forbes at a different party. I don't know. I'm going to say a few months back, maybe in February. Could have been November. COVID times. Um, I mean, everything is pretty much open here, but I still sort of have like no sense of when anything happened. And he wanted to do a house tour, but not of his house, of someone else's house. And he wanted me to say it was of his house. And I'm just not going to do that. Like, I don't lie. Like, I don't know what planet he is on, but it's just not going to happen. So he texted me about, I actually gave, I actually said to him, well, I'm doing a roundup of this. And if you want to contribute this way, this is my number, text me. He doesn't text me and I'm not going to wait till he texts me to finish my article. It was on a deadline. And he then texts me like, when are you going to put my home in Forbes? And I'm like, hey, I'm not really doing home tours right now. And I'm not doing home tours unless it's a really big celebrity. I'm not really interested. And even if it is a big celebrity, I'm probably not that interested unless it's very much my style. Um... There's one person I am trying to get. I don't want to say who it is because I've put it out in... Actually, I am going to put it out into the universe. I would love to do a house tour with Lala Kent. Um, I just love her. I recently read her book. um, And it was such a fun read. And I feel like I really got to know her. And I'm not like... I feel weird saying that. Like, I feel weird being a fan of reality stars. Like, publicly. Privately, totally different story. But anyway, I'm going to put that out into the universe. And I know people who know her. So if you are listening to this podcast, tell Lala I want to do a home tour with her of her new house. I just find her so empowering. Um, I really do. I think she's been through a lot. That being said, 
that being said, so I said to this guy very nicely, not doing home tours. Like, and I didn't want to say, especially in places that are not your home. Like, if you don't have a home, here's the thing. Not everyone has, like, listen, I don't live in a mansion. I am very clear that I live in a one-bedroom apartment. Now, it's a really pretty one-bedroom apartment in a wonderful building in a great location. But I am not, you know, living in, like, some crazy, like, YouTube palace. Also, I'm not on YouTube. But I don't know. I always think of that because I watch a lot of YouTube videos with, you know, influencers and people like that. And, like, you just know they live in these huge houses. Um, But anyway, so thought it was over. I did go to a party that I knew he was going to be at. But, like, I just assumed he was sort of over it. I also just think it's really, really wrong You know, I have to say, like, as a writer, I get it. I'm not writing about politics, okay? I'm writing about interior design and home. But that doesn't mean, listen, I don't think, I just think asking a journalist to write about something in a way that is not 100% honest or without integrity is wrong. So this guy bum rushes me at this party last night, gets in my face, starts like when are you gonna put me in Forbes when are you gonna and I'm like and I said to him I'm like I don't do home tours and then his publicist who's a mutual friend comes over and like gets him away from me and he does it not once but twice and his publicist tells him to like shut up and to stop and she's like just just ignore it or she you know she was like well why didn't you come to me when he told when he was texting you well I ran into him at a party that wasn't your party anyway I just want to say this Getting in people's faces or making assumptions or asking people to do something dishonest, you know, because you want to promote your brand is wrong. Oh, sorry. I have the worst ADD and I've not finished my coffee yet. This is what I was saying is, you know, I live in a beautiful place and I've, you know, just because you don't live in a mansion or if you live in an apartment or wherever you live doesn't mean like, your home isn't worthy of a home tour or where you live isn't beautiful. So why someone would have to lie about it and say that someone, this, you know, friend's mansion is his mansion or whatever. Like, there's just something really sad and pathetic about that if you want to know the truth. Like, you should be, I've always, always said this, you know, to everyone, and this has always been, at the heart of what I do, I hate the expression, at the heart of what I do, but like really at the heart of my brand. You can live anywhere and be proud of it. You can love your home. It doesn't have to be a mansion. It doesn't have to be worth millions and millions of dollars. I really believe you can beautify any space and make it worthy of a tour. You should never, ever have to fake it or lie. It's funny. I was flipping through. I have a terrible habit of scrolling through my phone in the morning. It's the worst. Um, I'm trying not to do it. I'm really trying not to do it. But anyway, I like Gary Vee. And Gary Vee had this really interesting... Wait, I'm going to bring it up. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. I brought up the cartoon. Okay, so there was this guy with like a gold chain with a dollar sign around his neck. He's holding a wad of cash, taking a selfie, and he's standing on like a floor or a platform or something, and there's like a little bag that says gross food and like little pieces of cartoon paper that say rent due, eviction notice, debt, bills, um, and like a can of paint. And then behind him, it's supposed to look like he painted some background to be like, there's like a palm tree and like a cityscape. And I guess it's supposed to be Miami. And this this cartoon is taking a selfie and it says, stop buying dumb shit to make people you don't even like think you're doing well. And I wish I could just send that to him because I just think faking it is just so stupid and inauthentic. And I think that the brands and the people that others are really attracted to are authentic. It's funny because, you know, Instagram is such a challenging game. By the way, follow me on the gram at ITS Amanda Lauren. It's also in the show notes. It's Amanda Lauren. Um, On Twitter, at Amanda Lauren. I'm in these Facebook groups and all I see is people complaining about their engagement. 
And like everyone has challenges with engagement, everyone. And I'll even look at like huge accounts, you know, people with like hundreds of thousands of followers. And I know they used to have, not that I'm taking notes, but I'm like, ah, their engagement is not crazy. I think it's a really hard game too, especially with a lot more people on TikTok and people spending less time on Instagram. That being said, whenever I put something out there that's really funny or really profound, people are interested. There's so much more engagement. And I'm not a social media expert, but it's whenever I'm like really and truly authentic is when I get the best engagement. And I think that that applies to everyone. And I think that you just should never have to fake it. You know, throw a filter on. Listen, when I throw a filter on, I'm authentically myself. I am not the kind of person who's going to put, I mean, rarely will I put an on, I will put up an unfiltered photo or do an unfiltered story if the lighting is really good. But truth be told, authentically, I live on the first floor and my apartment is really dark. Um, It does not get great natural. It has many qualities, natural light not one of them, which is why you rarely see me doing photos in my apartment. Because while it's beautiful, it kind of needs to be professionally lit to look to look its best. Um, and that's reality. And it's funny, I always talk about moving. We are going to move, we are going to move, but I don't think it will be till 2023. I just really don't want to move right now. We don't really need to. Um, I just joined, I mean, I'm, I'll probably talk about this and I'm going to write about it, but I, I joined, um, a social slash fitness kind of club and, um, I'm probably going to be doing a lot of co-working out of that space because they have a co-working floor. It's not a WeWork. Um, I'll write about it. I just don't want to say what it is right now. Um, and So I'm like, well, now that I have that, do I really need a two-bedroom until we have a kid? And the answer is no. And moving is also really exhausting. For me, it requires a lot of planning because I kind of did some, I redid this apartment even though it's a rental. I did painting and wallpapering and I put on like a peel and stick backsplash in the kitchen. You can't really tell it's peel and stick. It's like beautiful because the backsplash was gross. Um, I want to do some more upgrades. You know, I swapped out all the hardware, um, you know, on the kitchen cabinets. But I want to do some things differently in the next place. Want to? I have like these pink moldings and they're gorgeous, but I want to do Kelly Green and We're also sort of in the middle of redecorating this living room, waiting for a few things to come in. So I'm just sort of like, I don't really want to move right now. It's funny because I talk a lot about moving and this is the first time in my life when I can honestly say like, I just want to get pregnant. I want to do a few things. I don't need the project of moving. We've been looking and when the right apartment comes, it'll come. But nothing we've seen has felt like the right space for us. And we're not ready to buy something yet for a lot of reasons. Um, Because everyone's like, just buy something. And I'm like, there's honestly nothing I want to buy. And when that thing comes up, the thing that I want rarely becomes available um, where I want to live. And I don't know if I am going to want to leave my neighborhood ever. I mean, I kind of do. I would like, that's, you know, I live in Hancock Park, which I know I'm being really local. It's Hancock Park, Larchmont Village area of Los Angeles. And it's great. It's beautiful. Truthfully, I could live here for the rest of my life, but I also really miss Silver Lake, which is where I live for a lot of years. And I'm also always in Silver Lake. Usually at least once a week, I have something going on there. So... That And that's sort of like what they call Williamsburg West, which surprises a lot of people. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that feels, in some ways, that feels more like home than than Hancock Park kind of ever will. But I love Hancock Park. It's beautiful. Um, and so I don't know. It's weird. Everyone's like, move to the valley. Go live in the suburbs. And I just don't think my husband and I are suburban people. Like, I've lived in an apartment my entire life. Um... 
Actually, that's not true. When I lived with a boyfriend before I met my husband, I did live in a house in the Silver Lake kind of border of Echo Park area. Um, but I just don't want to move. I have a lot of career stuff going on. I want to get pregnant. I'm just not ready to do it right now. I think six months from now will definitely, six, eight months from now will be a different story. But I don't know. It's so strange. You know, I'm so like gung ho about trying to find another place. And now I think I'm just, I'm just not that into it. That being said, when I do find another place, I'm going to make it spectacular. Spectacular is not a word I use very often, but um, I'm going to. So that is my life update for now. Getting ready for the Hamptons. Trying to make sure my poor dog, Milo, is getting better. He's on antibiotics. He's a poor little puppy right now. So here we go. This is my interview with Brandy Larson. And Ryan, I'm going to butcher her name. I think it's pronounced Iceland or Island. Um, but it doesn't matter. They're home sort. That's who they are. And this is my interview with them. We just had, we had so much fun. Um, I cannot thank them enough for coming on. Thank you to M Design for, it might be Iceland. Iceland. I think it's Ryan. Iceland is how it's pronounced. Um, by the way, if you hear dogs barking in the background, those are not my dogs. They're dogs in the hallway. Oh, by the way, when I do move, I am not living on the first floor again ever. I say that now. I always say I'm never going to do something and then I end up doing it. So I don't want to put that out into the universe. Um, we just had so much fun. They're sisters. They're super interesting. I love their story. I love their product. Thanks again to M Design. I'm going to shut up right now and please enjoy this interview. One more thing. I know. I know. That was a tease. Um, if you want, if you are new to this show, if you enjoy it, please rate us five stars on iTunes and write a review and subscribe. It's super helpful to me. Um, and if you have any suggestions or you want to be on the show without threatening me like that crazy guy at this party, uh, please DM me. Don't you can my I was going to say my email is also um, on Instagram, but um, you're probably better off DMing and do it multiple times because I am terrible at going through messages. Listen, some people are good at some things. That is not one of the things I'm good at. OK, here we go. Here's the interview. Thank you. So I am here with Brandy and Ryan from HomeSort, which is an incredible home organizing company. They have a show called Sort It Out on the Design Network, which is on Apple TV and Roku. All of this will be linked in the show notes, and you don't have to Google. You can just sit back and listen. Um, I just wanted to start out this interview by saying, if you've not watched their show yet, I highly suggest starting with the Laundry Room episode. Because I have never seen people use a laundry room for so many things in my life. I have a laundry closet and I keep like all the like Dyson vacuum attachments there and like a floor steamer. And to me, I'm like, wow, I'm doing a lot with this space. But they had a printer in there. They had like a cat. They had all of this cat stuff for their crazy cats. Um, what else did they have in there? I can't even remember. I was just astounded at how much stuff you could use a laundry room for. Oh, they yeah. had a this ton in there. They room... had like, oh, go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say, yeah, this laundry room, it was definitely more of like a utility room. They had all of their kids' school supplies, <laughs> art supplies, a printer, which actually is pretty genius to keep a printer in a cabinet in a laundry room. I was like, we are smart. We, we nailed this. Um, and, but yeah, much to Brandy's dismay, they did, it was a home for the cats. Like you would open a cabinet <laughs> and the cat's home is in there. And so. No, no, that no, was, right. That, that lived on a cushy bed in the bottom drawer of the washer or dryer. Yeah. Like you, that, that would like then you open that up thinking you're going to get like a towel and there's a cat in there. It was wild. <laughs> I yeah, feel like I would accidentally real. lock the cat in. <laughs> accidentally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that cat had a real attitude. 
they were like those cats were wild but and here, here was the funny thing too and it sort of what I thought was really interesting was like their house looked huge from the outside when they did this exterior shot and I'm like why do they have so much stuff in one room like is the <laughs> overall floor plan just such a horror show because like I'll tell you my my sister who does not listen to my podcast has a 10,000 square foot house and every room seems very tiny and I don't oh, and I'm just like her floor plan makes me like overwhelmed like everything is like in a tiny little room and then she has a giant indoor swimming pool that I guess takes 5,000 square feet of this house oh my goodness well you, first of all you need to give her our information because she sounds like she needs us 10,000 square feet my goodness but also I think I, I could, I'm just going to comment on this because I, 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 we see it in every home, no matter the size, mm-hmm. is that people think if they have a home that's large, whatever the size of their home, they would just buy stuff to fill it up. And so we just, as Americans, live with a lot of excess. And their home is large. Oh. It is very large. But it, it was full. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you before I get into, do you just think that sometimes, and this is what I find. So I live in a, we live in a one bedroom apartment, my husband and I, this apartment, we knew it was too small when we moved in, but we sort of were forced to move in the middle of the pandemic, unfortunately. And Mm -hmm. it just was what it was. Um, And there was just limited, we we moved from from a building back to our old building because it was a mistake to move and we just took whatever apartment we could get. And I'm like, this is not going to be enough space. So I immediately ripped out a closet we rent (laughs) and put in a new one because I'm like, okay, (laughs) now at least like I can live with this. My landlord's going to have a heart attack when they, when we move and like they inspect the apartment because I did so much work to it. But um, anyway, I just like, I think the problem is we have too much stuff. Like as someone who mm-hmm. writes about interior design, I think I have five sets of dishes. <laughs> like, oh, is totally. it just that some, it's horrible. Like I feel disgusting doing it, but I'm like, I don't, they're so nice. I do tablescapes, whatever. But like, do you just think a lot of the problem is people have too much stuff? Well, I, I yes. I do. I think also a lot of people are like, I want to be organized. I want to be organized. I want my house to look like this. Or, um, you know, they'll see things on Pinterest or in a magazine. They're like, I want a beautiful closet like that too. Ryan tells people all the time, you know why you like that closet? Because that person owns seven tops because it's beautifully spaced <laughs> out. It doesn't have a lot of clothes. It's gorgeous. But I think a lot of people want to be organized but they're not willing to kind of do what it takes to actually be organized or have their home be the space that they see that they want it to be. Cause they don't realize the closets that you're looking at that you love, they don't have 75 of the same black tank tops like you have. They've got, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Got in bulk from old Navy on sale that you cannot, you know, that was $2. Um, it, <laughs> yeah. It's just excess, excess, which, I am a dish junkie too. I am with you. And so now what I do, and I know a lot of people would not be willing to do it, but I just rent dishes when I want different ones. And that's, you know, so I wait, do you use social studies? They have gorgeous, gorgeous tablescapes that you can just rent. Oh, seriously? Oh, I'm going to, yeah. So it's right social-studies.com. They have absolutely, some of it you can buy, but um, most of it's for rent and it's absolutely gorgeous and it's very easy. They give you a box and then you just call UPS and they just take it from your house. Super easy. Oh my gosh. I'm like incredibly logging on right now. I understand. Like I get it if someone entertains, which, you know, this is kind of what we say to clients all the time. It's like, if you've got 900 of something and you use it all the time, then ab- and you've got the space for it, absolutely keep it. It's your home. You live in it. This is your world. We're just trying to help you. But a lot of people have things that they haven't used in 10 years, and yet they give up valuable real estate in their home to, to store it, but they don't use mm-hmm. it, but yet they're not willing to let go of it. But then they're also frustrated because they have too much stuff in their space and they're not organized. And so in anything in our lives, it's like, guess what? I have cellulite on my thighs. 
I know that to get it off, it's going to involve a lot of running and a lot of exercising. I have to be willing to get my butt off the couch. It's like, I can't just think about it. I have to be willing. Oh, my God. Do you know what I mean? Like, to get the result I want, I know that I've got to do something. And I think with organizing, that's a lot of people. There's a result they want, but they've got to be willing to make the changes in their life. You know, even whether it's how they unload the groceries or um, not having too much in the space or willing to part with things that they don't need or use or really don't have any meaning for them anymore, you know? What do you two think of the, have you seen the, the like decluttering challenge where you do for 30 days, one item each day, I'm sorry, like one item the first day, two items the second day, three items the third day for a whole month. Have you seen that those on um, YouTube? Oh my gosh, yeah. I have not. I've seen them. I'm way more of like a researcher and like a, if there's some sort of challenge, I'm paying attention to it. Um, yeah, I've seen them. And here's my, here's my issue with those. I actually think they're very noble and the heart is there. The heart is there. But doing mm-hmm. anything for that long, people get sick of it. And so then they give up and you don't get that. You don't get the transformation that you're hoping to get. Now, I'm not saying every single person that does it is going to give up. But we have so many clients that come to us and they're like, they kind of tried to Band-Aid things. And they just needed like a really big overhaul. So um, I think you get some a lot of fatigue when you're like constantly going through your stuff, trying to edit, it's easier to do it, you know, give yourself a weekend and say, I'm, I'm going to set this goal. I'm going to do it. I'm going to accomplish it. And then that part of the organization is off of your list. So the purging or the, you know, deciding what you love or don't love. You don't have to think about that again. That's a super, that's a smart idea because I'm constantly editing and I'm just like, it's, after a while I'm just like, this is exhausting. So I think I might try to do things over over a weekend and just give myself the weekend and call it a day. So I want to know your origin story. So how did you choose? Because I feel like being a professional organizer, one, I feel like it's a profession that has not been around for that long, um, you know, and it's something like I feel like everyone has a story of how they got into it. Because I, just, I don't know, I just think it's such a cool, unique thing to do. So what is your story? How did you two end up um, founding HomeSort? Okay, well, first of all, I just want to lower your expectations on what this story is going to be like. Because you're going to laugh once you hear it. And this like kind of just shows our little bit of our personality and how we go at things. We were genuinely sitting by the pool at the gym. And we were laying out and our kids are running around. And um, we, Ryan and I have always worked, but we both worked from home. So as our kids have been young, we're kind of, you know, doing the school drop-off and pickups and all the things. Um, our mom owns a research company. We've always worked for her. But we knew some changes were coming to that. So Ryan's like, hey, this literally, you want to start an organizing company? She actually asked our cousin who was sitting there. She didn't ask me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm, got I'm sorry. Because I passed her over. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sitting here. And so she's like, want to start an organizing company? And you're right. I don't feel like hardly anyone, we didn't know, I can't say no one was doing it at the time because they were. We didn't know many people that were doing it at the time. We were just like, we love home. Like, we love organizing. We love, you know, decor, you know, changing things up. We just love it. And so it was Ryan's idea. And I literally, my response was, Sure. I mean, I don't know that it's going to go anywhere and be successful, but we can give it a whirl and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And so, which is, which Ryan's is why like, okay. her. She's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I, that really was where I was like, sure, I'll do it, whatever. So Ryan's like, all right, we've got a month and we're going to figure out starting this business. We're going to start shooting a bunch of content in our own homes, which I would even say four and a half years ago, the words shooting content in our home. I'm not even saying that was like a popular thing happening at the time. You know what I mean? Like I think I, I don't feel like Instagram four years ago even is, you know, was what it is now. So we, um, yeah, we literally gave ourselves a month. We thought, okay, we're going to organize or we're going to really make these spaces in our home that are organized kind of like camera ready. And if all else fails and this entire business tanks and no one ever hires us, 
really all we've done is just re-beautify our own homes and really dial in the systems in our own home. And that's just really how it started. And we just went from there. I mean, we joke that the things we know about business now, we did not know when we started, but we just, (laughs) we view everything as a hurdle, not a wall. So it was like, you know what, this challenge comes in our way. It's a hurdle. We're going to get over it. We're going to figure it out. Not like, well, we hit a wall. This business is over. And we just keep, we just keep hopping over hurdles, trying to take it to the next level, to the next place. So that's our story. That's, no, that's actually really interesting. I mean, sometimes like you just find that you're into something randomly and it ends up working out. So what's the basis for your approach to organizing? Do you have a method? Well, I would say we always, kind of our signature at home sort is function and style. So any space, the first thing we do is tackle the function. We have to make it work for, uh, you know, the business or the homeowner or, you know, whoever. It has to work. And then we come back in after we've created a system that, you know, improves their life, improves their organization, and we make it look really good. So not only are you functioning at a higher level because, you know, your space is dialed in, but you're also getting the satisfaction of it looking so good. So that's in every home sort job, we really hit hard function and style. Yeah. Well, and I think one leaning too far to either side of that, like if you're all function, that can be great. It's just if a client wants their house to look really good too and have that Pinterest worthy, you know, look to it, you're not going to get that with all function. But then if you're all style, you can go the other direction, which is like, hey, this looks incredible, but it hasn't made my life easier and it makes absolutely no sense. It just looks good. So we're like, how can we marry the two? And I feel like that's kind of been our sweet spot. It's so funny because literally my next question was going to be like, how do you balance like aesthetics and, you know, practicality? Because I feel like everything has to look like it belongs on Pinterest or Instagram. And then like, I'll go into my friends' houses or like, my parents just moved and my mom is like the most organized person I know. And like, you know, you go into someone's home and you're like, no one actually lives like this. Like this is like, like right. except on, except on social media, there's not one person who, I mean, maybe some people do, or I think if you have a lot of help, but yeah. I mean, not just help, like you hire, you hire home source, but help like, there's someone cleaning and organizing for you on like a weekly basis and like totally you've trained your kids to put their toys away maybe yeah. not um yeah. how do you balance that in where we have expect like I feel like social media gives us this expectation of what things yeah. should look like but it, it's not it's not really practical so how do you how do you balance that well, well I think that we <laughs> all right you go to bed I was gonna say, in, sorry, we uh we often have a lot to say, the two of us. So it's like, um, we often or we always say to each client, our goal is that you can pick up each space in fifteen to twenty minutes. So we come in, we bring product, um, and we create a system. Basically, a system is just a way we organize your stuff to every time you're done with it, this is how you're gonna put it back. This is where you're gonna put it back. This is the home it lives in. Now. When we leave your home, it's Pinterest-worthy, picture-perfect, but we always create it in such a way that at the bare minimum, if a client or their kids or whoever just throws it back in the bin, it's still in the right place, and the system is still in place. So stuff is organized. It's not, you know, like a museum, but it is organized and has a home, and everybody knows where the home is, and that's kind of how we balance it of, not everybody's going to take each individual snack out and stack it perfectly and, you know, have mm-hmm. all the go-gurts and the yogurts, you know, lined up just so. But if there's a bin with a label that they can toss them in when they're unloading groceries, that's also good too. And that's being organized. Well, and I think we were just with a client yesterday and we were kind of talking about her pantry and her pantry is like the size of a, you know, a child's bedroom. And, she was, you know, we're asking her wow. references. 
what she wants in a space. Like, how are you going to unload the groceries? And it's just like Ryan said, she doesn't want to decant everything. That's just more work than she wants to do. And so we created a system around what we know she's willing to do so that she's successful. Because if we leave a space and we leave it where, you know, it works for home sort, but it doesn't work for the client, then to be honest, we've really failed our client. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I also want to know, so one thing that I've noticed is that like, so I have a kitchen with very narrow cabinets and it is very hard to store anything um, or to find anything. And it's just sort of a reality of life that everything is sort of, you know, behind something else. And I, you know, sort of know where things are. Them. But you think that it is, I don't know. I've really like thought about this. I think it's impossible to design a kitchen, even from the beginning, that is perfectly organized because there's always a limit of space and appliances mm. and all of that. Have you ever seen a kitchen that is just conducive to perfect organization? Like, does this exist? Well, Definitely. with a lot of money, I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, you're right. And sometimes, it is a lot of money. We were just in a kitchen, and the designer um, is a storage junkie. So there is so much storage. There's, you know, all the shelves are adjustable. There's the well thought out, um, you know, the garbage bags. There's a drawer for garbage bags right next to the garbage can. It was very well thought out. And we actually work with a lot of our clients in the building process. We look through all their stuff. Okay, you're going to need you know, this, this, you have a ton of wine or you have a ton of glasses, you know, whatever it is. And we design the storage around them. So yes, it's possible. It is definitely harder in kind of those like builder grade, you know, track homes where everything is just the same. You're not going to get that custom, you know, look as far as what they provide for you. So it is possible, but uh, it, you do have to, you know, plan it out far in advance. Okay, so how did you end up creating your line with M-Design? Well, we have loved M-Design really since we started the business and, and have used a ton of their products. And we built a little bit of a relationship with them over social media. And um, Ryan, between the two of us, Ryan is the ideas person. I'm like the logistics, so she always has a new idea, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to figure out how we're going to make Ryan's idea happen. But she's like, let's talk to M-Design, because we love their stuff, but we didn't feel like there was any organizer attached to them or any, they didn't have like a face to any part of their brand. And so we went and pitched this product line idea to them, and they said yes. And so it has been like the most fun relationship since, just like, dreaming and planning and you know our company you know we're in people's homes all the time so we are like the boots on the ground as far as like what people need or like what holes are in the marketplace or what products just tweaked a little bit this way or that way could like make such a difference and so um m design has been like so gracious to be on that journey with us and that's really kind of where our relationship started and we just started picking out things that were like i think this m design needs this i think this is what people need in their homes. And Ryan always talks about wanting to give people a custom feel without a custom price. Mm -hmm. And that's like really been our goal kind of behind our product line with M design. And it's, it's been, it's just been a great journey. They're such a cool company. They've got like 11,000 products on their website. So. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. It's a I lot. Know. And, and like, it kind of makes me make the last question because, we really do want to give people a perfectly organized space, but not everybody is working with a builder, you know, has the the money or the budget or the time even to, you know, build out these custom things. So with our product line, that the heartbeat behind it was how do we make a luxury, you know, product for anybody? And M Design's like, yep, we're up for it. Let's do it. It's, so it's been a ton of fun. So how did you go about designing each piece and putting your own spin on it? 
Like, I just think product design is such an interesting concept, and it's such an interesting thing to do. Well, it is really interesting. We have learned so much. So I'll kind of give you an idea of the first time we sat down with the design team. And for some reason, we didn't know that meeting was happening on that day. So we kind of thought we were doing some, um, can't remember, like a tour of the of the facility. Like, we just didn't know that meeting was happening today. So then we go into this big boardroom, and there's like 15 people with their sketch pads out. We sit in the middle, and they're like, all right, what are your ideas? <laughs> like, Which, I, I'm telling you, it's kind of a terrible moment to be in when you don't know what's coming. It's like, oh, they expected two geniuses to walk in here today. Okay. I was not prepared for that. Yeah. And so the, the owner of M design, um, Bob, he's like, like when I say genius and refer in reference to us, like we're not geniuses, but he is a genius (laughs) when it comes to product and design and, um, he he's so talented so all these people who have you know obviously worked under him who is a genius now have to listen to us and so they're with their design you know their sketch pads and what we're saying you know they're drawing things up it it's really kind of magical and intimidating all at the same time but uh, that's kind of how it works it's like we're like okay hey this uh this product needs to be expandable so they would take a mold or something that maybe they already have and they would say okay we can do this and we can customize it this way. And um, that's kind of how it works. Pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah, it is. And I think for us, just like a couple of years of being in people's homes, looking around going, oh, I wish we had this. Or if we had this product, that would totally solve this problem. Or um, even just like on the aesthetic end of it, it's like, okay, there's not a product that looks like this. And I think people would really love this. And so just kind of like taking all those ideas over a couple of years and sitting down and, you know, putting them all on a piece of paper and just kind of figuring out what's possible and what we could do together with M Design. I mean, I think your products are, I have to tell you, I love the like Rattan style, the pine wooden storage boxes. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they're yes. so pretty. You yeah. could even, I hate to say it, like, you could even, like, use it in a, I, I am not a fan of open shelving. Like, I am not a farm, I constantly make fun of farmhouse design, um, because really, it's such an easy target. Um, oh, but, you know, I am not the kind of person who could ever have open shelf. Like, that is just not for me. But if yeah. you did, I feel like these would look really, really pretty on open shelves in a kitchen or bathroom. And I haven't quite seen anything that has that kind of style to it. Yeah, they they do. I know the 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 caning and the rattan. That was something I felt strong yeah. about because the basket. It's honestly a very affordable basket. But I was always looking at some companies, and I won't say their name because I know I don't know if I'm supposed to or not. But their baskets <laughs> are like you know two hundred, three hundred dollars, and I'm like, good lord. For me to do my bathroom, we're, we're talking thousands of dollars invested just in these baskets. And so M Design really found a way to make uh, kind of my dream of these baskets at an affordable price happen. And you're right. They do look really beautiful. I have them. Um, I have some shelving. Um, it's not built-in shelving. It's like a, you know, like a shelf in my family room. And I put them on there, and they look wonderful. Yeah. Even the bamboo things are really unique looking and just really pretty because the fact is like you are seeing this stuff, you are opening and closing things or I mean a lot of people, one thing that I've noticed and I guess I don't do it because I live in an apartment and don't have a lot of counter space, but people leave so much stuff out on the counter. Oh, you are so right. I know. That's usually one of the first things we do in a kitchen is we're like, okay, we're going to find homes for all this stuff because visual clutter really does mentally give you like brain fog. It, it brings you down. Visual clutter is a real thing and it, it affects your performance and, and, and all the things I know I'm sounding a little wacky right now, but I am so with you like the stuff out on everyone's countertop. 
it's got to go. It's a problem. Yeah. Well, and I think the hardest, some people, because of storage, they don't have a choice. It's like, okay, you you have to have A, B, or C on your counter. Okay, if you have to have, like, maybe big jars of, you know, flour, sugar, you know, oats or whatever on your counter, okay, let's make it look on purpose. And I think that right there is, like, kind of the heart behind, like, this trend of stylish organizing now. It's because it's like, okay, let's take our spaces um, that we want to make them organized. Or, like, if someone has a closet in their bedroom, but maybe they don't have a door on it. It's like, okay, that closet is now part of the bedroom. Let's make that closet dialed in and stylish just as an extension of the style of the bedroom as opposed to, like, an eyesore mm-hmm. that you want to cover up. And I think that mm-hmm. is even some of that is like with our product line. Okay. People have to have jars on the kitchen counter. Let's make them look good and let's give them some like style to them. And so it feels on purpose, not just like, uh Oh, didn't have any room in the cabinet. This has to sit out here. Mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. No, it's totally, it's completely true. I also think too, with the open kitchen trend, which obviously, I mean, I feel like it's been a thing now probably for 15 or 20 years. I, I also think that's like everything is open. Everything is out. Mm-hmm. People, the uh, kind of some of the open kitchen trend, I don't think some people are thinking that through super well because it's like, yeah, open shelving looks great when you have all really, really good looking, all one color coordinating stylish dishes. Um, you know what I mean? It's like people do a ton of open shelving, but I think that sometimes they're not thinking of, oh my word, is what I have even going to go on all this shelving and look good when it's out and displayed? Yeah. It's, no, it's definitely something something to think about. And I, I agree, like your product, just make it look so pretty and so nice. Even like I'm on the M Design website right now and I actually love like the photos they take, the lifestyle imagery where you can see the airtight containers um, sorry, airtight canisters um, on an open shelf. It looks so nice. I also think it looks nicer than mason jars because I always associate, I know I'm going to get so in so much trouble for saying this. Like I always associate mason jars with like the 99 cent store. Totally. Like they're so cheap to buy and they look kind of cheap. And like, yeah, I guess it, you look cute drinking a smoothie out of it and like, I'll admit, I do store a lot of things in mason jars in my refrigerator, but, like, having them out is not so, like, I don't know who started that, but, like, really, you know, they should not have done that. Like, mason jars are private kind of thing. Well, I I think a lot of people, mason jars are super affordable. And there was that kind of like trend there where everyone was like using them at their weddings and there were vases and you were putting, you know, your canning things. But it's like the trend is a little bit over. And and while they are very affordable, they're not like display worthy. So we wanted organizing that was display worthy, you know, at a good price point, looks expensive and, um, and, you know, has some design to it. For sure. Let me ask, how did you choose what pieces to include? Were you just like, these are the, these are our go-tos for most projects and this is sort of what we need or did you, what was your thought process behind this? Because you have, I mean, I have to tell you, I don't love modern design, but that step stool is absolutely gorgeous. Oh my gosh, the step stool. Okay. So I don't know what's happening necessarily all over the country but in california where we live and maybe because our real estate is so stinking expensive we feel like so many builders are building really high because to go wide you need more square footage so they're just going high and so we're in so many kitchens and and homes where people can't get to anything without a step stool well number one no one can ever find the step stool and number two all the step stools are ugly and so Mm -hmm. ryan's like we have to have a good looking step stool so for instance I have the black step stool. Ryan has the white step stool. We both have them on like a stylish hook, but like out in the open. Like my black step stool is on one of the walls in my kitchen because the hardware in my kitchen is black. So it is like out and on display and yet it looks really good. And so to us, that's like 
that that's what we're talking about the marriage of function and style okay it's functional it's you know two steps but it's stylish and looks good and you could leave it out and, and just you know there's no hiding there's no searching for the steps because it's out and i think the other product it's like we we focused a little bit on the pantry this first collection with m design because we thought okay we want to give everyone enough product where they could organize a whole space so the pantry and some of the kitchen drawers um and i know like the can the glass canisters with the bamboo lids we love those they're sustainable they look beautiful but if you have a large family, those canisters don't hold some of the larger amounts if someone were to buy sugar or flour or, you know, what have you from Costco. So we tried to do a couple different size options also, depending on who you are, the kind of space you have, and what you buy. And then we wanted everything in the collection to kind of be able to go together. So it just, no matter what pieces you use, you could put it all in one space and it would really work. No, that definitely makes sense. Wait, is there a second collection coming out? <laughs> I, can we say? I assume oh. we can say. Uh, yeah. No one, there's definitely more coming out. We're going to do closets. We're going to do bathrooms. Ooh. So this is the first. So, And let me tell you, yeah. I think closet may be next. And good Lord, you are going to. It, 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 it's amazing. And it's stuff you've never seen before. I need that so bad. I cannot keep a closet. I mean, I also just don't think my closet's large enough. But I love an organized closet. Because I do have 9,000 of the same thing. And no, I can't get... I've tried to get rid of things. And I'm now down to a minimum. And everything is still absolutely stuffed in there. So I will definitely be using the closet organizers. Well, and let me make you feel better for once again. At the end of the day, sometimes no matter mm -hmm. how much you scale down, your space could be small. So, like, you know, sometimes it's like a, a closet's just small. You could, you know, minimalist yourself down as much as you can, but most people do need more than two pair of shoes. So, you know, there is a little bit of a balance there, too. So, Amanda, yeah, you don't need really to get rid of one more gave you permission. <laughs> I will said so many. I will tell you, I think a lot of the people that are minimalist on YouTube, because I love to watch minimalist YouTube, even though I'm not a minimalist, um, I think that they sometimes just don't have enough stuff. Like, <laughs> I see you wear the same sweater in your last nine videos. Like, maybe yeah. it's time to take a trip to Target. Like, oh, totally. It's a new season. Like, why, why have you not switched outfits? So, and listen, I get it because I think a lot of them, you know, batch content, but like, keep the jeans, change the top. It's not, it's not that hard. Totally. I'm, I am with you. And to be honest, that, I, I do that a lot too. I, cause I'm a minimalist in that my house is small, my footprint is small, but I buy a lot. So, if if I buy something nice, that means I'm selling something nice that I no longer wear. If I buy, you know, say I'm buying the old navy tank top, another, you know, sort of shirt of the same caliber is going out. So minimalism, Bernie always says to me that I'm not a true minimalist, but I think mm -hmm. I am. But it's not about not having anything. To me, it's about loving what you have and using it. But I, But I agree, like, we all need more than two shirts and two pairs of shoes. Right. That's, I, I love the way you approach things. It's, it's very, it's very realistic. So I want to ask you about your show because I love your show. Um, I just learned what the design network is. I think they have a lot of interesting content. How did that come about? So we, it's kind of long story short, we have a family, uh, kind of a friend of a friend or a, a family member of a friend, and they were shooting a Christmas show um, sponsored by Michaels with the Design Network out here last summer, and they needed someone to host the show. And so people kept telling this producer, there's these girls called Homesort, because he was going to be shooting it in our like hometown, and you should have them do this show. 
So we end up hosting this Christmas show. It was, we just, Ryan and I laughed the whole way through it because we were like, okay, this is hilarious because this is, this is not completely what we do. We are not Christmas decorators or crafters. And yet mm-hmm. we ended up hosting the show. So while we're in the midst of that show, they're like, we just got on the topic of them about an organizing show. And they're like, oh my gosh, you guys, we have to do it. And so because of our relationship with M Design, we kind of connected the network and M Design together. And we're like, hey, if you guys want to do a show, we're in. But you guys kind of talk the details and let us know. And they decided they wanted to move forward and do it. And so it was really fun. And I want to tell you, the show was real. It wasn't like, oh, stop, cut the camera, let's let's change things. It was real. It was legit. Our team working. We did um, every space in a day. We shot the whole show in seven days. And um, oh, wow, it, it was crazy. Like when we were done by like the eighth day, it was like, I just, I can't talk and I can't smile and I can't put on fake eyelashes one more time. I am so <laughs> tired. Um, but it was so fun. It was, it was, it was real authentic. M design was part of it. Every amazing product we used was theirs. And it really was, we had six families and took a space that kind of felt like that space was, um, kind of like keeping them from living their best life or living the life they want to live or that space was such a hindrance to them. And our team came in and just transformed the space for them. So that was, so then they could focus about what matters. And so it was, it was wild and it was fun and we loved it. So I hope like the heart behind it, I hope we always hope that that's what came through the screen for people that watch. Well, and it made, we made a very strong effort to put all kinds of homes in there because the truth is not everybody's like your sister who lives in a 10,000 square foot home. A lot of people are like you who are in a smaller home. And so we want everybody to watch to be able to take some, you know, some tips and tricks away to apply to their own home. So that was really important to us because um, a lot of people need to get organized and we want to be a part of their journey and if if all they can do is watch the show and get some tips that's great like that's wonderful so there's all kinds of spaces on there all kinds of sizes of homes new old you know stuff that needs to be remodeled stuff that doesn't and it just shows that no matter the space organizing improves it that's that's totally true. By the way, whoever did your post did a great job because the like the music, like the soundtrack and in the beginning was like fabulous. I don't know. I just I thought the whole thing it was well edited. Um it was just really well done and super fun, super fun to if you do a season two, you have to like please come to my apartment. Um and help me. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. We okay, we're gonna hold you we would have the best time. Wait, are you guys there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry, I lost you for a minute. Oh, that would be so fun. We're coming. You put it out there. So you are going to do a season two. I know that they want to do a season two. So we we don't feel like we call the shots on on those things. We just – but I know that everyone wants to do another season of a show. We on Design Network, this is – I'm I'm, I'm going to do a, a brag real quick. We were like their second most successful show on there. So I really hope we do a season two. I hope that the season two would be longer, that the episodes would be longer so we can give more value to people because the episodes were a little short. And I'm like, oh, we could tell the audience this and that. And, and so people can really apply it to their homes. So we'll see, though. Yeah, it looks like they're doing, it's it's funny because they've been around for a while, but it looks like I had not heard of them, which is weird because I feel like I've heard of everything, but it looks like they're just doing a lot of interesting things over there and sort of filling in a gap that I don't think HGTV and Netflix um, have. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know if well, you've heard this, but we keep hearing that it's like, I've seen this like numerous places, people are talking about now how much everyone is paying for streaming services and now people kind of have like fatigue of that like oh my gosh by the time I pay for this service and this this streaming network has this show I like and this one and this one it's like they're paying 
all these, the bill is so high. And so the design network is like every month we're like growing by like a million viewers because people are kind of tired of paying so much. So they're really like, they're doing some smart things over there and people are kind of finding their network and really watching it now. It's, yeah, no, I have to, I ended up watching it um, on my phone because I'm a multitasker, but it's so funny because I just got a new TV and I'm like, I'm definitely, and we had to switch out. I mean, I had really just bought a new one, but I didn't realize it. We just switch out like the Roku from our old TV and the Amazon Fire Stick from the new, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I have to add, I have to add the design network on on the Amazon stick because I feel like I will probably watch a lot of it. Yeah. They have some really good shows on there. A lot of the shows are really beautiful. They're like very aesthetic and it's really easy to have on all the time. I'll go over to Brandy's house and she just has it on as like background noise. So it's, it's a great network. We have loved working with them. That's, well, that's, I, mean, I was going to say, I have an idea for a show for them, but I might, I might DM you about it. Oh my God. <laughs> and I we'll think it would you, be perfect. We'll give you some, um, some emails to, to reach out to. Oh my God. That would be awesome. That, that would be great. I have, I'm sort of formulating an idea because I had an idea for something and I've just sort of been talking to some people about it, but I can't talk about it on the podcast. I don't want anyone to steal it. So that would be, that would be great. The design network, they're so great because you don't have to jump through like 10 million hoops to get something. It's like they get a creative idea and they're like, let's do it. Let's go make a show. And like three months later, shooting, shooting a show. It, I think that is why it was so fun because it was authentic and real. And it just was, I think that's what makes it special and fun. It's, I mean, listen, I was, I was very, very impressed with it. And I just found it super entertaining as well. Um, Just like, I don't know, the whole, it was just like, it's the kind of thing, like, even if I weren't interviewing you, I'm like, oh, I would definitely, I would definitely watch this. And it's weird because I don't always like home organizing shows. Like I'm a big house hunters girl, but like, oh. I won't necessarily watch Chip and Joanna. Well, also, it's just not my aesthetic. And what they do is beautiful. It's just not any style I'm interested in. And I just right. felt like it's the kind of thing like anyone could watch. It was it was a great show. I am excited for season two to happen. And I feel like it'll happen really quickly because, as you said, like they do things quickly. So yeah, you'll definitely find a way to make that happen. I cannot thank you two enough for being on this show. Um, You're so much fun. I feel like we have to get like coffee or a drink or something next time you're in LA. I know. I'm like, wait, it's over. I don't want it to be over. We're having so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You two are so, does everyone talk about how fun you two are? Well, to be honest, a lot of times people think we're drunk, but we're not. So if that answers your question, <laughs> yes. If you like two friends that kind of have the vibe of being drunk, but aren't drunk, but are fun and sisters, then we are your girls. Well, and you know what? A lot of people get really nervous about people coming into their home that, you know, we're seeing things that not many people have seen. And so they feel very exposed. And so... We we want people to feel comfortable. We want it to be a joyful experience getting organized. And so a lot of our clients do, you know, we are best friends with a lot of our clients because, you know, we're we're in their underwear drawer. We're, you know, we're in the office going through bank statements. It's like we're seeing things and, you know, you can't help but become really close when you're doing that. I don't want to judge anyone, but who still gets bank statements? It's just like on the, it's just online. It just seems like an invitation for clutter, any sort of bill, but you don't need it. You can just log on and see all of them. You don't have to search for it. You don't have to, you don't have to, it's just there. Like if you have an internet connection, you've got your bill. It's worse 
is because it's something someone gets in the mail, but no one wants to just throw it in the garbage because they're afraid people are going to steal their information. So then they say they're going to shred it or whatever you do with things. I don't know, burn it, whatever you do with things you don't want anyone to see. But no one has time to do that. So then it's even worse because then it sits in a pile for nine years instead of someone just turning off their, you know, instead of someone just going paperless. So 100% what you said. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Like, I don't want to judge anybody, but come on. <laughs> paperless? You yeah. don't even have to live that way anymore. Yeah. That, that being said, when I was decluttering my desk, I found a check I deposited in 2018. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hilarious. It was, I just like, I'm embarrassed for myself right now that, um, that I have it. Uh, but, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? So I'm, I should say this before I get mean DM. I am not perfect either. My home is definitely not perfectly organized. I try, but I, I definitely, I know there's definitely room for improvement. Ken, uh, thank you too so much. Do you want to just share your socials, which I'll also link, um, and your website? I'll also link it in the show notes and obviously in the article. Yes. Okay. Yes. So our Instagram is at homesort, just one word. Our website is www.homesort.org. And I believe our Facebook is Facebook, facebook.com backslash homesort. And that, that our Chris. Oh, yeah. And our Pinterest is at Home Sort Sisters. 